no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Man, oh man, sometimes you just wake up oh, yeah. with Sister Hazel in your head. <laughs> I don't you know. That, like, I don't think that's true. I Sometimes you just wake up, Sister Hazel comes through the the mists of 1997. <laughs> was that the time period when I, Sister Hazel oh, was Oh, definitely. Yeah, somewhere just around there. Wake us up in the back of my head, and then I just see the scenes of me with a crossbow in the mall. Uh-huh. Just like shooting it at various people outside of the kiosk. Well, that's not going, good imagery. It's hard to say what it is as I see in you. Right. If I always... I mean, like, am I... Yeah. Am I, is this it? Am, the, I, am I the one yeah. who's going to bring the end times? You're a hairy Polish Cupid, that's to say the least. All right, this is, this is Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben Kitzel. That's Henry Zabrowski. If you hear a third voice, that would be Travis Morningstar. Occasionally, he gets the courage to speak. I'm very brave today. All right. Shut up, Travis. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you. It's nice when you speak. Oh, my goodness. I wanted to address something real quick up top. I see a couple of people, like, they'll post about the show various sort of, like, either an article about the show sure. or one of those things. And unfortunately, I have the Google alert, so I see Uh-oh. all you of them You have the coming. Google alert? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say to. there's no need to, for that. I keep a tab on my friends and my enemies. All right, very good. Um, a part of that, but I just want to correct it. Do you know that our show started in 2011? I think a lot of people think that the show started in 2015 because we had a server problem and all the shows right. got re-uploaded. So when I see someone say, being like, I can't believe the language it was used in episode 22 <laughs> of, of Lads Podcast. And it was like, well, it's because we were children. Yeah. And um, I think it was more like we were drunk Children. Well, you know, uh, the entertainment business is not easy, and you got to do a lot of exploring as artists to find what works, what doesn't work. And if we inhibit people from doing said exploration, we're going to have the worst entertainment and the worst comedy in the history of the world. Thank we can you, go Gizel. back to what comedy used to be in the movie The Favorite, where they just throw tomatoes at chunky <laughs> people, which actually, now that Honestly. I think about it, Pure I'm not comedy. That is pure comedy. <laughs> that is back when you. It was totally okay to put a uh, mentally handicapped man in a wig, uh, in a fancy conference room. That was a fancy. It was room really to throw nice. a bunch of rotten yeah. fruit at him, and they're all laughing and shit. I get it. Yeah. Part of me, I understand why they're laughing. Oh, he was an entertainer. Um, of course, the favorite. Check out that movie. It's very good. Also, quick update. We're not going to do a deep dive because the, there hasn't been too much new development legally. But Ed Buck, uh, more people uh, that have had interactions with him have, have, have come forward and um, have said I'm similar s- things to what uh, we assume to be the truth, that he drugs people and uh, obviously the horrible things uh, that can go along with all that. When you get to talk to politicians on Top Hat, do you have to wear like a spinny hat and like a big lollipop to pretend to be a child no. for them to speak to you? I don't talk to the donors. The donors are where it gets real gross. The politicians, they I think a lot of them leave the, the donor meetings are just like, ugh, it's so disgusting. But because they are... Uh, slaves to money, because that's the way our system sets up uh, is set up, they just have to deal with it. But that's the problem is that they have to deal with it. They're forced right. to deal with these people, other ancillary people in power that that seem to create what appears to be some form of either pedophile ring. I don't even know what that is. I don't know if the cabal of ring. You know that, but oh, of come course. on. Sure. Every fifth senator, at least, hey. has been like, 
Let me touch his toe. Let me touch the child's know. toe. I know that it's. I know that this is the sacrifice, and I don't want to sully the virgin child. But can I please just suck on its feet? Well, of course, it did happen with. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, was it Haskins? Hastings? Hastert. Hastert. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah, dude. Henry, coming she in was hot. Speaker of the fucking house. Yep. So we'll, go, we'll get into this. Obviously, this is a very complicated issue. But uh, the part of it was a picture of a young victim of Ed Buck that apparently just took a picture. It's a, a a young man who took a picture of a mirror with a guy that sort of looked like Ed Buck. I mean, pretty close to looking like Ed Buck, but with a scraggly meth beard and a bit of a pipe on his knee there, like Uh it was his little nephew. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's pretty nasty what's going on over there. I'm trying to think of the name of the uh, Republican uh, congressman that I know from Fox News. I can't remember his name. He fills in for Laura Ingram every now and again. As uh, you know, as, uh, I don't, I don't really agree with the guy on much, obviously. But he was telling me that the reason that he had to stop um, was because he couldn't make the phone calls anymore for soliciting cash. Oh, but that's I don't know what's sad. true or what's not. I mean, I mean, obviously, as politicians, they, we, I guess, they have to dance for whoever puts cash in their diapers. Yeah, dude. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but I like people make hardliners. I want some hardliners. Like a Vent- like Jesse Ventura oh, yeah. didn't need he didn't need the the strings. No. He didn't need the, these puppet strings of the puppeteers. No, Ventura right? he was free was, to speak his own mind. He was the best. He got a subway system in Minneapolis. Anyway, this is not able to get the top hat. Let's get on to some crime here. What do we got? Murder Mountain. Murder, Murder Mountain. Murder Mountain. We wanna we don't want to go into too many uh, details about it, but this show is fantastic. Oh, it, and it talk is great. about tell me about tell me. Have you been cheebing up? While watching this thing? Well, okay, so Murder Mountain, for those that don't know, it takes place in Humboldt County, and it's all about the drug trade. Um, the fucking it is- motherland. No, you're talking, you say drug trade, you're talking about literally, it's, it is beautiful, it's organic groceries. These are not, this is not the drug trade that they are involved in. Oh, well, there's a the bit of trade going the on. Mother- this, this is what Gaia gave to us to allow us to live together as a society. Right. That's what weed is. Uh, okay, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Murder Mountain, I want to say also Netflix did a good job keeping it six episodes, yep. 42 minutes roughly each episode. They didn't do the let's make it 15 freaking episodes of an hour long so we just repeat the same shit over and over again. Uh, so that but was my- smart on their part. But there's a couple of parts about this that I just want to hit up top. We can't go too deep. No. But number one. Are we calling man, small spoiler alert? This is like the, the egg isn't quite spoiled, but it's been out of the refrigerator for like a day. Yes, it's an egg in France or the UK where they don't believe in refrigerating <laughs> eggs. We, uh, you, watch this, you watch this series and the entire time. Because Natalie, like, you know, she, she, she's, she's way into the true crime part of it. And she likes all the dynamics of it. Right. But I'm sitting watching that fucking weed porn, dude. It is weed <laughs> Those porn. big... Thick old titties are them crystallized <laughs> fucking little mamas, man. I don't Those know. Sweet puppies, man. I just want to slap them in my lips. The terpenes just flying around. Uh-oh. At one point, when them the Dookie brothers, who are crushing it, by the, the way. The Dookie brothers are two of my favorite characters, specifically one of the Dookie brothers in the whole they, documentary. It's I'm, This is kind of a spoiler, but let's just say he tries to go legit. And then at one point, he's just behind. As soon as this happens... 
Uh, as soon as he does, well, should I say? Did, yeah, as soon as he goes legit, okay, he, he, he gets, gets approval. He does the yeah, paperwork. He gets approval to run his legal farm. Yes, and then and he's he goes like, to his, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oogie, he, he, bold, he heel clicks. He heel clicks on the way out of the of the uh, uh, whatever place he was at there, some government building. Sits down before he even shuts the door of his pickup truck. He rips a bong. He's behind the wheel of a vehicle. He just got legit. He knows he's on camera. Anyway, Dude, the Dookie Bros. You want I, him? I hear they have great weed. You want him stoned? I you guess actually so. don't want him sober because he can't drive when he's sober. He might but be he, one of those guys. I don't know. He won Cannabis Cup with this strain called Z Kittles that I'm trying to fucking find anywhere. If you're one of the Dookie Brothers, fucking get this shit to me. I want to put it in my fucking dome piece. But he, so it went legal, and. Fucking just these big fucking thick ass, like sweet ass fucking nugs, right? Oh, yeah. And he was just like, "Well, now it's time to bring, now it's time to bring my fucking family into the family business, man." <laughs> and he's got his like daughter and his son out there in the weed plants, and he's like, "This one's called Lucille." Like he's he's got them all oh, named. Oh, he does. But there's so much keef in the air. Like he showed this one thing where he was shaking one of the plants, and all the crystals are like sliding everywhere, and it's so fucking scrumptious. It yeah. looks like Parmesan. Cheese what would you pay? Jupiter, what would you pay to walk through that cloud of Kiev? Five dollars every square foot to walk through. Woo. But as but the whole time it's like these kids are just covered in fucking Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> it sprinkles on ice cream cone. It's not good. <laughs> no, no. all right. So be. check out Murder but, Mountain. It's also really fascinating. It's not all just about murder. Obviously, that's a key component. But they also talk about what legalization did to the small pot growers, um, how it really made it difficult for a lot of people um, to maintain their pot farms because of the regulation, because of the taxes, which is why if you ever have a conversation with someone, I am pro-legalization, but folks who are not, they'll say they want it um, decriminalized, and then it doesn't sound really smart in a criminal justice sense. But that's why they say that, because the regulations do put a lot, and they did put a lot of folks out of business. They did see it coming, though, yeah, and they could have prepared a little bit harder for it, but I understand that they're in love with the lifestyle, too. Whereas there's one guy on this on Murder Mountain that all he talks about is like, yeah, we're the last of the American outlaws. I know. That's what we do. And he's wearing a bandana half the time. <laughs> yeah. But then he blows up the fucking spot of yep. the entire industry. He shows them how they move the money. He shows them where he hides his he money. So he shows them <laughs> being like, you fucking he literally, He literally takes a, I would just, whatever, like a military grade ammo box. And he shows yes. the camera person exactly where he hides it. and the, But then he doesn't realize, like, now it's not hidden. Because now it's not hidden if anymore, it doesn't bro. hide, it's, it, it's, like a, it's a secret. But then if you say it, it's not a secret anymore. So the, uh, he's a moron. And also, the best collection of old dudes in the world. Yes. Like the one guy that had been there since the 1960s, and they built their whole farm with their dicks out. <laughs> completely nude with they no were. shoes. He's like, that's how it was done back in the day. We had roses out near the back of the farm, and man. Right. Sometimes them petals would touch your head or your dick, and you're just like, is that my wife, dude? They like followed well, a weed flower out. Yeah. Yeah. to the forest and we're like this is it man it was this is it dude i will say naked farming is a young man's game my god mm -hmm. i am really happy they chose to put on some vests some slacks even a t-shirt 
because they are yes. not looking great with the Mm-mm. lifestyle. I haven't seen the show. Is it Murder Mountain? Is it true? It's true crime. It is true crime. No, I mean, it's great. It's they, they Murder talk. Mountain isn't the name of like the strain of a weed. Or no, it's, it probably Mountain, will be now. But Murder Mountain is technically the nickname that one of the areas of Humboldt County received, and because it's basically become a hotbed yeah. of violence that has been both exaggerated and intensified by legalization, but it's also partially them sticking to their own outsider lifestyles and refusing to change. Yeah. So, and and over the years, a part of the reason why I think legalization is good is that the Murder Mountains got got filled with fucking like it's not just old hippies anymore. Oh no! It's also, no. like it's fucking the cartels got involved, oh, yeah. and then the fucking there Russians up there. There's all these kind of weird mixtures of all these criminal countercultures. Where it's being like for me, I and mean, I, you know, I'm I'm speaking for myself, but I'm a Sir Kissel that you agree. This is being like we're for the small weed farmer. Oh yeah, like of if course. you got a little niche. Weed company, I'll fucking blast it out. I'll as smoke soon- all that fucking ish, and I will tell everybody how thick and chunky the clouds are and how lavender the fucking smoke is that's fucking swirling around my heels. The thing that makes me most excited for 2019 is the possibility of legalization here in New York State. Um, Y'all need it, man. No, don't, don't, we don't need to be making salsa up here. <laughs> But we should be making some <laughs> marijuana. City. Um, Henry mentioned that they were uh, Russian. There were some Russian up there, although they looked to be walking pretty slow to me. Uh, I'll be here all <laughs> week. On, uh, let me just Woo. jump out of the car right now, and I'm sorry Woo. if someone hit a tree laughing so hard. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> um, yes, and Murder Mountain, just lastly, uh, shows you it's really interesting from a criminal justice standpoint, too. The cops and the people uh, on Murder Mountain, they have a tumultuous relationship, and then legalization happens, and the people are like, we could use some police work, sir. And then the cops are like, you've been mean to us for 40 years. And then the people are like, but could you do your jobs? And then the cops are like, mm, well, if you apologize. Well, it's unfortunately, it's this big fucking war of the squares versus the hippies that still exists. It's these guys that are just kind of born, which I understand. You fought this weed war for a long time. Humboldt County, the denizens of it, they didn't want you there. They fought you. They used to say that they would be afraid for their lives. So I understand on some level there's like some kind of chip on their shoulder, but also you're the fucking cops. Get over it. Um, all, yeah, anyway, uh, they shed some fascinating footage as well of the war on drugs, what it looked like during the 80s, literally squats, it looks like a military invasion, and all they do is go there and they pull out the plants, and oh it's like, congratulations, God. I don't know why you need an AR-15 uh, to do this, but nonetheless. Anyway, I don't want to be too Doug Benson about this, but when <laughs> I saw them grinding up them plants, I wanted to cry. There were parts <laughs> of time where just being like, they were hacking up these plants. Oh, it was horrible. They, be like, you seriously are not going to look at those cones of freedom. You're not going to look at those big fucking saccules of deliciousness and not just stick your face in them, you hey. fucking assholes. You're really going to grind this shit up? Yep. Take some of it home. It's nasty have what you, they do. Have you guys heard of uh, Meth Mountain? No, they can oh, do it. They that, can, maybe you can break down meth mountain. That's, I don't uh, need meth. that's Chattanooga, Tennessee. I love it. Oh, God. Uh, oh, a guy man. in a bus told me that. I, oh, really? Meth yeah. Mountain. Okay. All right. Hey, man, do they need a whole mountain? I don't think they need a whole bathtub. I don't. I think you can make it in I a just, small sink. I'm just saying divert some of that police attention to sure, Meth Mountain. Maybe, maybe. Leave, mm-hmm. maybe leave Marijuana Mountain alone. Um, and incarceration isn't the answer. But again, let's move on. 
Um, Murder Mountain, check it out. Let's go on to our first story. Now, this story has made national attention. It takes place in it, uh, it's another Wisconsin story, and I don't know what the hell is going on with my home state of Wisco, um, but we have had some crime stories there. Uh, well, this they've, is, uh, they've had crime stories in the past, but it seems to me it's like they got sick of Florida being the front runner, so they decided to catch up. I guess so. So uh, this dude, Jake Patterson, uh, he was formally charged with two counts of first-degree homicide. So what the hell happened? Uh, this 13-year-old girl, Jamie Kloss, evidently he wanted, he wanted to kidnap her for many, many months, and he planned this out. So he broke into her home, was there for about four minutes. He killed her dad. His name was James, and her mom. Denise, the dad was 56, Denise was 46. Now he's, uh, and he, he held Jamie for three months, evidently under his bed. There is a lot. This is, it is fucked. This story is fucked because he saw her. He said he had this kind of extended fantasy about her. Ugh. You tried to kidnap her two times. The first time he showed up, uh, Patterson said that there were too many cars in the driveway. And then the second time he showed up, he uh, he just didn't go through with it. And then it's just the way he did it. He did a full-on like SWAT team, just himself, onslaught of the house where he showed up in the middle of the night, knocked on the door in full fucking blacks, like where he had a face mask on. Dad opened the door. He shot the dad in the head. They In their chaos, they went Ugh. up to the top bathroom. The mom was, was covering... Jamie trying to protect her. She he walked oh. in. He tried to get her to tape up the daughter. She, she wouldn't do it, so he shot her in the head Jesus. and then took her out of there. And then she was with him for eighty eight days. And there's there's not a lot of information no. about what happened. We don't but know. Yeah, we. Haven't. It sounds like he tried to kind of. It was a a little Ariel Castro-y. right? But where it was just like he did the whole like he take the Douglas she stays he pays the the Douglas she stays to the boy. Oh, that like, story he, she was tried horrible. to like. Yeah. Do the brain trick on her right. by being like, you have to leave here. I'll find you no matter what. And yeah. eventually so, she was put under a bed that had these like weighted things around it so he could tell when she leave. And then he just left. And finally she was just like, oh, I can just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, she broke the psychological hold and the, the physical uh, barriers. This is what he told the teenager, barely a teenager, 13 years old. She, uh, he said something bad would happen if she were uh, to move the barriers um, that Patterson had built and at times was stuck under the bed with no food, water, or bathroom breaks for up to 12 hours. Kloss also told detectives that Patterson hit her once, quote, really hard on the back. The day of her escape, Patterson left the bedroom and told Jamie he'd be gone for five or six hours and again forced her to hide under the bed. This time, this time however, she moved the barriers and crawled out of the house. So this Good for her, man. Absolutely. She- She's good for her. She seems to be in vaguely good spirits. I mean, Ugh. obviously, we're going to hear more and more as we go. I want to hear more from Patterson about, obviously, his mentality, but it just seems to be he is, it's fucking, he it's, is, I mean, it's rough. Oh, he is Because disgusting. it's scary. It is. It's really, really scary. Well, this because is, this of, is the thing of nightmares. This is totally the thing of nightmares. Well, because you know what it is. It's you want you want to say, and a lot of people do say that a lot of abductions and these kind of things happen spur of the moment. And but it's like sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you've been cased out, and I think that's a part of if like maybe um, weed doesn't help it. But like you know, I watch cars on the street. Well, I think um, you're slowly you can, losing your mind. I think you're eroding. You know, um, things like rationality and stuff. Gaining clarity. (laughs) And I see stuff like that, but it's like if you're seeing you're being good, like, don't take it lightly. If we feel like you're seeing the same car a lot, 
right? Right. Like, even if you take a little picture of their license plate, I've done that a couple of times. So, and then you can double, you can cross-reference right. to see if you're being tailed. Okay, so very good. Very good police work, <laughs> junior detective. Wait till uh, you see. Wait till you see what happens in my life when I when when this career finally gives up on me. Right, right. Eventually, I will be a private detective. That is a part of what um, well, thought, Murder Mountain showed me is that I will do that. Oh, the private detectives in Murder Mountain are legitimately heroes. So after Jamie escaped from the house, uh, she ran into a person named uh, Jeanne Nutter. She was out there walking her dog, and she was like, she begged her for help because she escaped. Patterson uh, went outside of his house. He went back home. He's like, oh, my God, where is she? He went outside of his house, and he was driving around for like 10 minutes. Um, and this is where the cops actually pulled him over. So the cops spotted a car that could possibly be Patterson's and followed it, eventually conducting a traffic stop after the vehicle passed its listed address. When Patterson was ordered out of the car, he said, quote, I did it. Um, so there I go. did it. So because it's of like, her, do you really want to do it that, that happy? Is there we really going to be that braggadocious? I think that I am, this? Th- this guy is a freaking lunatic. I, I have no idea. But because she escaped, caused him to go searching and uh, was able to get his ass busted. Um, so, uh, you know, she's she's an absolute fighter and a warrior. And it's just going to be devastating going forward, obviously, trying to cope with the loss of your parents. And, uh, you know, I can't I don't uh, I don't see how you ever trust anything ever again. No, I don't know. I hopefully she'll have time can heal, but hopefully she also gets like the PTSD therapy. I imagine she'll need. I it hope also so. Depend- What's fucked up too is that I mean we just don't know what happened in the house. No, we don't. And he was really young. The he Jake was twenty one. Tw- yeah, twenty one, and I think that's interesting. He had all family. You'd say that he'd have family over all the time, and people coming in and <sighs> out of the house. So he had a network of people, and he said that he'd play music in her room so she couldn't hear what they were talking about in the other room. I just okay. This is the same. Going back to what you said earlier with Castro, Castro had, would have people over as well. I just and of course there was one room that you could never go into. How do you for three months? I just feel like I would know that my friend was harboring someone against their will. You know, you know immediately. I mean, this is for the listener, too. If somebody has a room that you cannot go to and it is not, if someone has a room that they cannot go into and it is not within a week or two of Christmas. Right. Go in that room. Go like in the room. You should just be like, I'm going to the room. I understand if it's a Christmas surprise. Sure, or one of, of those you got to have a surprise is one of those things where you'd be like, whoa, you don't. But if they keep acting like that, and you're like, hey, it's March, right? You know what I mean, like yeah. uh, my birthday's in July, um, and our anniversary is in August. Christmas is um, long gone. Yeah, I should be able to go in that room the- unless are we doing trading spaces here that right. old show? Right, I remember um, trading spaces. Yeah, it's the in the best case scenario. You have what happened with Ed Gein's home, just a perfectly preserved room. The Best worst case. case is you Which have is a person also- in there. Well, I guess the worst worst is you have a body in there, but the second worst is you have a person in there. Um, and then you can be a hero and save them. So, good Lord, check out your friends. Check out the closed rooms. Ed, uh, uh, Gacy was the same way. The garage. Way. His wife couldn't go into the garage. Like, what? Come if on. You can't go into a room in your own home. There is a problem. Absolutely. There's a problem in there, even if it is, because what if it is perfectly preserved room? Because normally that means a sign of intense grief. Normally it means being like, this was Belinda's room. And they keep it, like, preserved exactly from whenever Belinda disappeared. Oh, and I of understand course. grief, 
grief does come in many ways. Yeah. But like maybe someone like that. What's her Maria Kondo? Is that the Japanese um, woman doing all the clutter shit? Mary Kondo. Yeah. Okay. If, if, it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. That's what yeah, I so say. So if it's so if it's the dolly of your dead little girl, Marie Kondo is going to say throw it out. No, you can't <laughs> throw it out. I'm assuming Belinda has a lot of 1990s professional wrestlers on the wall. She's probably got Diesel, <laughs> a.k.a. Kevin Nash up there, looking all strong. Maybe a couple of posters she got from the carnival. Um, you know, so you want to keep that room uh, perfect because that's historic stuff. Could be black mold. Could, Could be, be black, black mold, mold, yes. Embarrassing well, and dangerous. Could be a priceless sword collection. Could you be, never know. Could be one of the Fabergé eggs that you don't want broken or stolen. Possibly, and we got a sword I story coming up I want to see this shit. I want to see this shit my fucking self, though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I want to see it shit. Let me in there. Come on. I'm a good, I'm a good, I'll tip. I'll give you the standard donation. It's That's like going good. to Zach Baggins' house <laughs> and being like, I want to see the doll from Annabelle right the fuck <laughs> now. And then we can have hors d'oeuvres. Then we can sit and talk about our future business endeavors. Sure, absolutely. This next story is coming straight from the upper echelons of the universe. Ooh. Apparently a mysterious radio signal was from deep space was detected, and it seems to be an exact or close to exact replica of an old, of a of a blast of radio waves that was received earlier last year. Awesome. Um, astronomers have revealed details of mysterious signals emanating from a distant galaxy, picked up by telescoping Canada. Ooh. The precise nature and origin of the blast of radio waves is unknown. They say it comes from a Source about from about 1.5 billion light years Jeez. away. It's these 13, they call them fast radio bursts. Okay. Um, now, basically, they should, they, they don't know what the hell this is, but they say these things come like, they come through every once in a while. And what's really interesting is that we received a repeater of an old signal, which is a thing that so, they don't particularly understand what the hell that is. They think that maybe it could be a neutron star with a very strong magnetic field that okay. is spinning very rapidly, within, or maybe two neutron stars merging together that shoot this burst of energy, because they're saying it's coming from this very like signal-rich part of the universe, but there is obviously an intimation that perchance these their source of this uh, FRB is alien. Now, what I like cool. about the Guardian is that the Guardian goes through the alien theories very uh, without being fucking pedantic about it. They don't right. like because you know CNN is like, oh maybe it came from a little green man, yeah, I know. which infuriates me. Right. Which they at least say. Well, one of the theories okay. is that what what are these FRBs? Are they a pointed? message sent to us that we have yet to decipher, which they are saying they can't find a discernible pattern in this signal. They right. don't know if it's like it contains information or not. And there are also some people saying that it could be a wake from an, some sort of interstellar craft that maybe comes out of it. We just don't know. Right. It's just more of that. Uh, I love being in this interesting world where they're being a little bit more open to admit yeah, we just don't know what this shit. I is. mean, honestly, BBC, BBC dot com, uh, the news story. They just say they they end this story with the uh, uh, possible theories. They just say here they include a neutron star with a very strong magnetic field or magnetic field, as uh, Henry said, spinning very rapidly. Two neutron stars merging together, and among um minor and, uh, and among a minority of observers, some form of alien spaceship. So it is it is interesting how that. 
um, notion has become a little bit more mainstreamed because Henry is right for the longest time, for forever really, um, ever since War of the Worlds got everyone so scared, they've been laughing laughing off uh, the very notion of extraterrestrial um, existence. So that that's kind of fascinating. I was also thinking maybe uh, it could be coming from that Tesla that Elon Musk threw up into the space, but I don't think it got to 1.5 billion light years away. The way I get it is it probably only got to a, a million miles away and then it broke down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then tell you what, then you gotta get you gotta get all the replacement parts. So it's about floating through space, and that's gonna take time oh, for them to come in. So maybe it's two million fucking light years away. We are I don't causing think a lot of traffic. No, I don't think so. We're causing a lot of traffic accidents today. A lot of laughter. A lot of laughter. Uh, But uh, it's very interesting because they said the first bit of the – because it's these 13 signals that they're getting. Right. right? These little bursts. So the first one that they got from this – what is in British Columbia, it's the Chime Observatory. Okay. Um, It consists of four 100-meter-long semi-cylindrical antennas. It looks pretty fucking dope. Yep. It's cool. I'd love to have some – me and the Dookie brothers hanging out next to it. Oh, yeah. Having some from CBD lattes and fucking ripping bongs just kind of going through a lot of this – a lot of the footage, of I imagine, that would just kind of blend all together because our short-term memory has been completely destroyed at this point. Yeah, it's been obliterated. But they said that the first burst that they got happened as soon as they turned on the fucking antenna for the first time. And it's very interesting that like a year later they got another one. Well, they so say that they, they're... They just don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, they're saying that it's possible that there's thousands of these so-called FRBs out there. The first time uh, this was reported... Uh, such an event has also been reported once uh, before by a different telescope. So there's multiple, multiple uh, witnesses here, multiple different sources. So it is quite fascinating. Uh, I what think it's very what fascinating. could it be? I mean, even if it is not an extraterrestrial, it's still fascinating um, from you know a science perspective. So there it is. Uh, I just like any news that maybe suggests that the universe is more complicated than we understand it. Right. It allows us to not always be worried about, like, the here and now and what we're dealing like, with. Uh, like, I don't know. It's, it's just nice to, like, look towards the skies. Absolutely. Well, speaking of things that are completely not science-related, this next story has some political t- uh, tone to it. It also has uh, someone who believes that people are actually lizards. A self-proclaimed member of the far-right group, the Proud Boys, which uh. is, of course, where you can't masturbate forever and uh, if there's horrible people. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I forgot. It's like, um, it, shouldn't they be like, they're like the dumpy crew. <laughs> We've talked about them extensively. Uh, I think about four uh, episodes ago on Ableton's Top and I talk about their their so-called leader or ex-leader, what whatever. A, we, what a fascinating group of intellectuals. <laughs> so this dude also believed in the QAnon conspiracy theory. Anyway, uh, his name is Bucky Wolf. He killed his brother in Seattle because he, with a four in, with a four foot, Long sword. Uh, he stabbed his bro in the head with that sword because he <laughs> thought his brother was quote a lizard person. So was uh, he correct? I was don't he think correct. He, I don't think that he was correct, Henry. I don't think that his brother was a lizard person. Wouldn't you be eating crow right now if, if it, he stabbed him in the chest and he transformed into a lizard alien though? But now, but that did not happen though. Nope. So, uh, so I think he is. I would be. I would eat crow. Yes, indeed. If he did turn into a legitimate lizard person, Bucky Wolf would be onto something. But I think he's really just someone with extreme mental health issues that probably doesn't need to have a four foot samurai sword. It's the the samurai sword industry. Number one is irresponsible. 
Um, the fact that you could just get them yeah. and you're selling them to a highly flammable group of people <laughs> a lot of the time. But, you know, I, I, I've maligned sword collections in the past, and I think mostly it's just out of pure jealousy. Sure. I wish I had a bunch of swords. Yeah. I do think that they're fun. But I do think that maybe they do sometimes end up in the wrong hands, yes. especially when it's like, I mean, anybody over 250 pounds with some form of like, um, Naruto shirt on. Like, I, I feel like if you had a sort, a lot of times those guys are safe. I, I think that's yeah. the opposite. If you're more of a bespectacled man with like a sweater on and you got a sword, I'm going to feel you know, like you're going to use this. I think that you know, we, we got to have swords out there. We can't be taking people's swords. But what we should do to get a sword or a gun, YouTube. I want a YouTube search history. From the last month. And if I see QAnon, if I see a lot of reptiles, and if I see like the world's run by lizard people, you're on it. You got a one week break. I got to think about it. I got to really look at your eyes and see if you can handle it. This guy collected like the chaos emeralds of somebody that would be a murderer. He has QAnon, Proud Boys. Oh, he's got it all. Constantly posting about Trump and Christianity. I, I understand some of the motives a little bit of, of wanting to move into that world because it's a whole it's fun. world of unadulterated support for the mouth-breathing loser. Like, And so they have a support network. Like They, they it, get to go and they and they get to have a bunch of people to talk about shit. QAnon, from one hour, since we even did our own episode and now everything with things pop up it's way more of just a hobby for these oh people absolutely than anything else it becomes and then it's just hard trait. when it becomes weaponized yeah when absolutely. all of a sudden it's like what happened with pizzagate it's the same shit where well, it's just like you have now this guy's killing somebody because he legitimately thinks somebody's a blizzard alien but you know and there, I mean, I there's know. a great documentary out there right now it's called hillbilly and it's about uh the appalachian um community there but you can see once you're like alone in the middle of nowhere you you get in these youtube holes it's so much more fun to think that the world's run by lizards and it's so much more fun to think that there's some dude behind a curtain named q who's running and pulling all the strings um because it's it just makes your life much more exciting uh than pushing carts at walmart which is most likely your job uh there's well, not a also, lot of work out there across this country but anyway just quickly you're very scared of life too and a part of it is that it, it, it then adds order to a life that is chaos absolutely because life is chaos um so this dude after he did this this bucky character he called the police on himself now the killer claimed that he thought his brother was quote a lizard when detectives arrived he asked them if they saw quote other lizards according to court filings wolf has been charged with second degree murder a facebook page confirmed to belong to wolf by a local seattle tv station as filled as travis said with references to trump pepe the frog and uh, he's been, in, uh, of, who, of course, was embraced by uh, the far right group. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, it looks like this this is another example of conspiracy theory fun getting a little out of hand, which is unfortunate for Henry because we talk about this regularly. Henry likes to dabble in the world of conspiracy. And then all of a sudden, we got Sandy Hook parents being tormented. We got this guy killing his parents or killing his brother, rather, and uh, a whole series of other people taking this stuff literally. It's hard because like, I did a, a episode of Sam Tripoli's podcast when he wanted to ask me about the state of the state affair of conspiracy theories, and I was in like I was in a rough mood. I shouldn't even I should have just said no. I shouldn't even done the episode honestly because I was just like not there to have fun. Okay, but I miss having fun with conspiracies, right? And that's really the problem is that I you look at it and what if there what if there is a a touch a seed of truth of all these things that people are talking about? I do 
feel sympathy and I understand. If you did truly believe that there were lizard aliens running the government, you'd want to do something about it. Sure. Or if you believe that QAnon was real. or But the thing is that these big, crazy conspiracies just serve as... Uh, like they serve as what's the term? It's smokescreen for what are the real conspiracies, sure. which is like Pizzagate just distract from the fact that there is institutionalized p- pedophilia in a lot of different sections of power all over the world, and it seems to be some form of symptom of power. It seems to be something people that strive for power, like nakedly for power, seem to also go into this other world of sexual deviancy because they want power over every living, breathing thing. That's part well, of what it is. Well, and it's also part of their game. They, yes. they get a thrill. Like, you say, how can you watch these politicians in like a hearing or something, you know? And they're like, it looks so boring, but the game is what they are not doing, what you don't see them doing. It's the other side. It's the shadow side. There is some weird inextricable link between sexuality and power. And so I think that that also comes out in full display when you have some people that crave power. They, yeah, absolutely. They, they exhibit power through sexuality. And you're also trying to find a, a origin for the corporatocracy that we're in right now. And a part of his people want to say lizard crew the reptilians got involved in the elite families that control this world and basically powered by this extraterrestrial energy that's how they got their their hands all inside of the machinations of how the entire world works and all the shit but actually it's more mundane and uh, unfortunately yeah because i'd love it if it was just a bunch of aliens we just go it would be them. more fun than but, uh, but, than you know just the uh, the big banks getting together and uh, basically Running uh, shit. the Fed and all that kind of stuff. But I think that's also very interesting. The Rockefellers. We will eventually do, we will, we've, Marcus and I have threatened this in the past, but it will happen. <laughs> we will bore our audience to death in the Good. last year of last podcast, left, whatever, whatever it is, With the doing our, our masterwork. Which will be going through each family of the Illuminati. And we're going to go through all this because I do believe in a lot. I mean, like, having two Clintons trying to be in the White House was not a fucking coincidence. Having the fucking Bushes be completely involved in the White House is not a fucking coincidence. No, of course. Having well, it's- o- it's, it's, Obama laughed his way through his presidency and set up for where we are now. And it's like it's all of this bullshit where we have to like we have to. There are elite families that run the well, world. You know, it's difficult to get those kind of connections. It takes a long time to get the ground game out there, up and running. And so it certainly helps uh, to have a long history of building blocks, basically, uh, that then can catapult you to the presidency much easier. Because um, obviously, I think W had a much easier path uh, than HW. Uh, because of course, he lost to Reagan in 1980. But we should not be talking about this anyway. But going back to Bucky Bucky Wolf, I'm just looking at his Facebook, and I think there is like a some kind of correlation. If your Facebook uh, profile photo looks like there's Vaseline covering the lens, Always. as you take it, that I think that means you are more likely to stab someone in the head with a sword. All right. Well, that's a yeah. Travis Morningstar. That that's a bold bold. Police-like prediction. Portrait mode. That guy's not stabbing anyone. All right. With a, with a sword. <laughs> well, let's, no, that guy is on his way to an audition. Yeah. Let's move on. We're we're getting a little bit in the in the political here today, but you know, just if, if, because it just so happens to work out for us. Now, I want to talk about conspiracy a little bit. This this concept, right? So uh, recently in the Guardian, again, I do love the Guardian. The Guardian, they, is good. Uh, I believe they're spreading disinformation about this thing called. Uh, there was a sonic attack on a U.S. embassy in Havana in 2017, and they're trying to say. 
that it was fucking crickets. <laughs> All right. So the U.S. Embassy in Havana more than halved its staff in 2017 when hip diplomats complained of headaches, nausea, and other ailments after hearing penetrating noises in their homes and nearby hotels. Now, right. there's a lot of people that had said that this was caused by some form of ac- acoustic weapon. Right. That it's basically a high, it's a persistent high-pitched drone that's used to uh, discoordinate people's brains and hurt them physically. But they're trying to say with this analysis, this new group, a bunch of scientists got together. They're like, no, no, actually, it's crickets. All right. Well, now, what's interesting about this is we know for a fact that sound weapons have been used in the past and then will continue to be used. They're really perfecting them. We saw this happen in the protests in Ferguson, Missouri a couple of years back. They literally used sound weapons. Um, yes. We saw it on national television, on iPhone cameras, on, on, every, on everybody's cell phone cameras. Um, so it definitely is in well within the realm of possibility. And if you don't think uh, that they are doing things like this, well, I got a surprise for you. Uh, they've been doing these things for a long time. Google, if you get a chance, uh, the CIA poison dart gun. Uh, when we talk about this sort of James Bond-like weaponry and you're like, that's for the movies, in reality, it happens. Uh, it is used. So basically, this was a dart gun that held a frozen pellet. And the pellet, uh, the poison, which it was literally just the pellet, uh, the poison would stop your heart, simulate a heart attack, and the only thing that would be visible on the body as a possible intrusion would be a super small, less than a freckle size dot. So the CIA and all of these, I mean, uh, governments all across the world have been perfecting weaponry like this, like the sonic boom weapons, and uh, I I don't see why this would be um, even in the realm of conspiracy. To me, this is pretty, It's. I mean, this is what they do. Something is being covered up for some reason whatsoever. I don't know if it's just because they don't want you to know the nature of uh, their visit there or or it's something. So there's there's something that's connected to this. When I was researching into the ATIP, the program, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which was uh, the reality of it was revealed in December of 2017 with several videos of these UFOs that have been now extensively written up by the Pentagon. If you read the report on the Tic Tac UFO uh, uh, when that came out in December of 2017, there an actual Pentagon report of it. It's pretty fucking crazy, but I'll get into that later. But right. more it's about how when ATIP was researching these UFO sightings that they were getting, right? They, mm-hmm. Basically, they were going through all of this, these piles of raw data. A, a part of what was declassified about it was the list of reference materials that they pulled to help to describe what they were seeing. Some of the reports are not, but some of them weren't. Some of them were. Okay. But the shit that was was stuff that's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's the Pentagon. It's like it's gravitational engines, warp drives, going through wormholes, and these are very, very serious, very intense educational papers about the physics involved in these things working out. So right. the Pentagon has been thinking about some wiggity fucking of shit for a long time. Well, and why so do you think you- they need 700 billion bucks? They got all the money in the world to play with. And if you are on the inside, I got to say, it would be kind of fun to just be like, how do we get this thing off the ground? Exactly. This article suggests that 
it's the like you said, Henry. Like crickets are the are the cause of the sound, but the diplomats actually receive concussion like injuries. Yeah, and they were vomiting. And they're just because they were too much of a pussy for Cuban crickets. Well, okay, so this is it. So according to uh, this professor of sensory biology at the University of Lincoln, uh, this is what he says. He said the re- the recording is definitely a cricket that belongs to the same group. Okay, but then uh, if you actually listen to the footage. Um, the cricket's mating call in the Cuban recording did not match up perfectly. The sound recorded in Havana, 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 um, had an uneven pulse structure, which is not seen in calling insects. So it looks like they found a researcher and you can find a researcher to, to deny climate change. You can find researchers to, you can, they're just human beings. So there's, there's going to be uh, one for all of you, uh, one for everyone. It seems like they found a researcher that says this is crickets, and then they also say, but then it looks like it wasn't uh, the the sound did not match up. But I yeah, they tried, they made it match up by like be like, but if you play it through one speaker <laughs> in this uh, in this one environment, it sounds like that, and you're like, okay, we now you just now just told us it definitely was a sonic attack, but you don't want us to talk about it being a sonic attack. Uh, so like in this version of Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket starts singing uh, When You Wish Upon a Star and Geppetto's eyes start bleeding. Yeah, well, That'll happen. Oh, she's just fucking season out and shit. That'd be fucking <laughs> dope. According That's to, what I'm talking about. According to Gerald Pollock, who studies how animals detect and discriminate uh, sensory signals, uh, he says the paper shows how the cricket's song could, when echoed to be expected in an indoor setting, are taken into account, uh, produce sounds strikingly and quantitatively similar to the per- to the one provided by the AP. I find it to be a plausible explanation. But then he also says, except perhaps for the for an occasional sleepless night, no one has suffered ill health as a result of cricket calls. So as because- Travis <laughs> pointed out, these people were sick, they were vomiting, they had concussions. It doesn't Listen- sound like a cricket to me. Think about that, right? Because, oh, this is exactly what it is. Would it not have, in the room, as soon as they played it, wouldn't they all be like, (laughs) like all sick and shit? That shows you that's not the sound. Bugs don't need this shit, by the way. They already have, like, every, the the, the deck is stacked against spiders and bugs of all types. We don't need any more propaganda for people to dislike bugs. That's what this is. I think this is a sick move on their part. And, of course, we know know that uh, that Cube has been uh, experimenting uh, with weapons for quite a long time. They have a long history of it. Um, and these are diplomats. I mean, these aren't people. You can't chalk this up to the local yokel uh, out in Arkansas or something being abducted or experiencing something. This is these are people who like they 90, would have no reason. Like ninety diplomats, right? Yeah, it was quite a just, bit. And they said they so. They just were just pay like, a bunch of noises just so that they have a reason to leave, and they could sneak the children that were in their rooms out the back door. Is that what this is? I really don't think they had to do that. Are cricket sounds so common in Cuba that they're like, you know, that the the cow goes moo? Do they have like a different version where it's just cricket? Cricket Maybe. goes. Third of the woods. Sometimes you get a nice little camping trip. Once you start here, those crickets can be pretty loud. But again, I've never had. But a they describe the sounds as like grinding metal. That's yes. what they they describe the sounds or buffeting of air, uh, like as if a car with was moving by with its windows down. All right, they got well, Sonic attack. So there they are got Sonic s- attack, and I'm not talking about the shit that you have after you eat at Sonic. Ooh, <laughs> you know I've never eaten at Sonic. It's delicious. So we'll move on from the sound machine, but I just want to say this in closing on that conversation: uh, the world isn't run by lizards, but it doesn't mean that you have to be like 
just fed everything. Don't, don't swallow everything you're fed. When it comes to these things, these, these, are, these are real possibilities and I think extremely probable uh, that these machines uh, would exist. And obviously they don't want us to know about it because uh, that would greatly affect uh, them negatively. I also believe that anything is possible within the infinite realms of our permeable reality in terms of the fact that we generate a reality all the time. We don't really understand what reality is. We don't really know what information is. I'm not going to discount that there are not lizard aliens, but I will say I don't think that they have an understanding of what our life is or maybe an interest in what our life is the way you would think that it is. It's a far more complex, weird, interdimensional thing, and it's not just them hanging out with Hillary Clinton watching or eat a baby in, at John Podesta's house. <laughs> well, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna say I don't believe in the lizard aliens. Sure, that's, but that's fine because we're allowed to. And also, just lastly, this is a point that I was thinking about uh, when it comes to media and stuff. Don't let them edit your life for you. You edit your own life. You can Whoa. take your new information, take in your info. You edit your own reality. Anyway, you really you got did you get blue pilled this morning? No, man, I didn't take any pills other than Prozac and Whoa. my other one. <laughs> yeah, you take them. You take those. Though. Are there um, any, are there any cases of the Miami Sound Machine giving people concussion like injuries? Hey, that would be so cool. Gloria Stefan just comes Ooh. out and just being like, "Are you ready for the truth?" And we're like, "Yeah, rhythm's gonna get you." And then it's well, 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 well. Right. Well, now, okay, Henry, you have a correction to make. Now, this is a correction that was sent to me by. Uh, I mean, I don't mean I don't ever want to spread disinformation. I like to have Luciferian honesty anywhere I go. Sure, this is from a listener, and so in the name of honesty, I'm reading this, and I hope it finds you well. Uh, the subject of this email was Henry. Please read this. Bigfoot has a small cock. <laughs> Whoa, what? Hi, Henry. My boyfriend and I were listening to the latest side stories and heard about your obsession with Bigfoot cock. Contrary to popular <laughs> belief, and thanks to my amazing biology professor, Bigfoot would have a small penis. Why? Humans have the largest penis in both absolute size and proportion-wise compared to apes. Really? For instance, the average human penis is around 15 centimeters, while chimps and gorillas are around 10 centimeters and 5 centimeters, respectively. Wow. However... Chimps have testicles around two times larger than human testicles. Poor gorillas have testicles about 0.5 times the size of human testicles. All right, but I mean, whatever. But it's most likely differences in ape culture are responsible for differences in the penis size. Chimps, excluding bonobos, live in a patriarchal society (laughs) with multiple males and females. Due to living in a patriarchal society, female chimps don't get a choice in their sexual partners. So males have to compete with males and they have to have larger testicles to produce more sperm for a greater chance at making a little baby chimp. So they are inherently creating things with smaller dicks and bigger balls. By contrast, their peaceful matriarchal cousins with the bonobos literally have hetero and homosexual relations for anybody. I understand a matriarchal society is supposed to be better. We get it. All right. (laughs) Gorillas have both small testicles and a penis because the female gorillas, they live in in harems with no choice in their mates. So see what happens. That's what happens when you take competition out of the marketplace. This is me. Interesting. So males only need to compete with other males. They just wrestle to win their harem. And now as for humans, we change the actual anatomy of our penis due to pipetalism and culture. Apes all have bones in their penis and must flex the penis muscles in order to ejaculate. However, humans lack a bone. 
The lack of a bone is thought to be a combination of walking upright and wanting to show off to females when fully aroused. Uh Some anthropologists believe humans used to be matriarchal-based society and females chose their mates and would judge mates based on their penis. Oh, they still do. I promise you that. Oh, yeah, but I don't take it out in the date. You don't take it out in the date. I know that. I'm just saying you don't see many small dongs in the adult film industry for a reason. No, not in the... But that's paid... Paid studs. That's the difference <laughs> than just yeah, a, a husband so. sometimes. Husbands have normal penises. I can tell that for a fact. Okay. Well, based on the above studies, if a Bigfoot is an ape, most likely they'll have a smaller penis than humans. Since they are okay. bipedal, there is a chance that those proportions of humans might be skewed to be similar to chimpanzees. I don't know, because are they are they apes? Or are they truly a combination of the two? And if they are bipedal, does that not make the penis longer? But I don't know. But if Bigfoot, it goes back to the email, but if Bigfoot is a time traveler, then he's probably just a very hairy Polish man who doesn't have access to razors and at this point is too afraid to go to the barber for fear of being shot. We would assume he has whatever the average penis size is for a Polish man. This is based on my very hairy Polish boyfriend who looks like a Bigfoot when he's all natural. Hail Satan from Remy. Thank all you very right. much. Well, and that's the truth. You, but thank I mean, you so yeah, much, I mean, Remy. all Polish men. All Polish men are pretty much stock standard. I would I think so. Um, all right, everyone. Well, that wraps up this week's side stories. Um, thank you all so much for purchasing our live special. You can get it out there at, uh, on the internet, www.lastpodcastlive.com. So thank you all so much for the nice comments. And you can message uh, LP on the left on Instagram or Henry, uh, Dr. Fantasty on Insta, uh, Instagram. Always, and I'm Ben Always. Side stories, L-P-O-T-L at gmail.com. We love getting your stories. We love your yep. feedback. We're going to do more uh, reading of uh, emails in the future because I think they're fun. Oh, yeah. That was fascinating regarding the genitalia of the Bigfoot, a little inside in, uh, insider information. Um, so, yeah, put uh, message us or tag us, and I'll try to put it on my Instagram feed also, and uh, we'll just have a lot of fun with it. Um, and I think it's important to remember, so, I, again, tacking 2019 aggressively. Getting out there, mixing it up. No stone unturned. No weed unlicked. Uh-oh. All right? And so what I'm going to start is a, is a quote from Robert E. Howard from the power of Conan, the power of Crom himself. This is what I'm using to fuel me this year. Okay. Right? Now, this is an author? This, yes. Okay. Yes, this is an statesman. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's more true than the, the pitiful words from a senator. Okay. I have known many gods. He who denies them is as blind as he who trusts them too deeply. I seek not beyond death. It may be the blackness averred by the Nemadian skeptics, or Krom's realm of ice and cloud, or the snowy plains and vaulted halls of the Nordheimer's Valhalla. I know not, nor do I care. Let me live deep while I live. Let me know the rich juices of red meat and stinging wine on my palate, the hot embrace of white arms, the mad exultation of battle when the blue blades flame and crimson, and I am content. Let teachers and philosophers brood over questions of reality and illusion. I know this. If life is illusion, then I am no less an illusion, and being thus, the illusion is real to me. I live. I burn with life. I love. I slay and am content. Honestly, if you said that was from Alex Jones, I would have also believed you. <laughs> I mean, he's just an intense man. <laughs> Robert Howard uh, is very, very intense man. Committed suicide. Real? <laughs> That's horrible. Yes. Right. So make sure um, you love, because then you laugh. Because if not, you're going to end up like uh, Robert E. Howard, and you're going to not be living. 
That's right. You got to live, laugh, love. That's wonderful. Triple uh, L, baby. Triple L. Uh, let's see. I guess that's. A, I guess that's it. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Is that a thing to say? Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me and enjoy your week like Kissel said. Woo-hoo. Sister Hazel's still in my head. Dude, get it out of your head. I'll fucking blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs>